Welcome to this Alan and Overy Brexit podcast. My name is Kirsty Taylor and I'm a senior professional support lawyer in Alan and Overy's Financial Services Regulatory Group. In other Alan and Overy Brexit podcasts, we have been considering the Temporary Permissions Regime, or TPR, in the UK government's preparations for a hard or no-deal Brexit in the area of financial services. This podcast considers the related question of contractual continuity. For EEA firms that currently passport into the UK and which either don't enter the TPR or which exit the TPR without authorisation, understanding whether or not it will be able to continue servicing existing contracts and on what basis is critical. It is also critical for their UK customers and UK counterparties. Joining me today to discuss this topic is Jack Pretterjohn, an associate in our financial services regulatory group. Jack. What's the problem with contractual continuity that the UK government is trying to solve for? Thanks, Kirsty. The issue here is that EEA firms currently carrying out regulated activities in the UK that rely on the EU financial services passport system will, in the event of a no-deal Brexit, immediately lose their authorisation to continue to conduct regulated activities in the UK. That throws into doubt their ability to continue to perform under existing contracts. OK. But hasn't the UK fixed this problem already? Firms anticipating continuing their UK business post-Brexit should notify the FCA and or PRA that they want to benefit from the TPR or have already applied for authorisation. They will then either be authorised or deem authorised post-Brexit anyway. For other firms that may have taken the decision to stop doing business in the UK after Brexit, what's the problem? The problem is that these firms may have entered into financial services contracts before Brexit and which continue beyond Brexit. Those contracts may require the EEA firm to conduct regulated activities in the UK after Brexit. Like the performance of life cycle events such as portfolio compression in derivatives contracts. Exactly. If the EEA firm isn't authorised or deemed authorised via the TPR and performance of such legacy contracts becomes unlawful, there could be significant market disruption and firms may not be able to manage their financial risk appropriately. Firms which exit the TPR without authorisation will face the same problem at the point of exit from the TPR. The problem also clearly exists the other way round, for UK firms which currently passport into the EU, but we're only looking here at the UK's proposed solution for incoming EEA or treaty firms. That's right. So what has the Treasury proposed? On the 17th of December 2018, the Treasury published the Financial Services Contracts Transitional and Saving Provision EU Exit Regulations 2019. Catchy. Certainly is. They're being referred to as the Financial Services Contracts Regime SI or the FSCR SI and they create two separate runoff regimes. The first is the Supervised Runoff or SRO which will apply to branches and provides for continued authorisation. The second regime is contractual runoff, or CRO, for firms which provide cross-border services only, which gives a temporary exemption from authorisation. OK, so broadly speaking, UK branches will remain authorised under the SRO and services firms will be exempt under the CRO. Correct, although it's worth pointing out that the regimes apply to firms automatically by operation of law, that is, without the need for a firm to make an application. But services firms relying on the temporary exemption under the CRO regime at exit date must notify the FCA that they're carrying out regulated activities in the UK. That's right, and the PRA proposes to require firms that have deemed PRA authorisation under supervised runoff to deliver a runoff plan. 
How long will firms have to wind down their business under the FSCRSI? The regime is intended to be available to firms for 15 years in relation to the performance of a contract of insurance and five years for all other activities. The Treasury may extend the period by up to five years based on a joint assessment by the FCA and the PRA. So that's 15 or five years from Brexit for those that trip straight into the FSCRSI and otherwise 15 or five years from when the TPR ceases to apply to a firm. That's right. What will firms be able to do under the regime? The temporary permission or exemption covers only four types of activities, being those activities which are, one, necessary for the performance of a pre-existing contract and which the firm was permitted to carry on beforehand, two, necessary for the purpose of reducing the financial risk of a party to or affected by a pre-existing contract, three, necessary in order to transfer property, rights or liabilities under a pre-existing contract to an authorised person, or four, necessary in order to comply with a requirement imposed by or under an enactment, and then only insofar as the relevant activity is necessary for that purpose. A corresponding restriction applies to financial promotions. A firm in SRO or CRO may only issue financial promotions necessary to the performance of a pre-existing contract. That's a lot of necessary. What does necessary mean? The draft SI seems to confirm that where a pre-existing contract includes the performance of an obligation which is contingent or conditional, this would satisfy the conditions for necessary. But what about where performance is cancellable or discretionary? For example, where a firm has a cancellable commitment under a consumer credit loan, Extending credit is not strictly necessary as the commitment to lend can be cancelled. Does entry into the regime effectively prohibit the provider from continuing to provide services which are not necessary on a literal interpretation of the word? We don't know, but we hope that the final draft will provide clarity, as this is crucial given that engaging in regulated activities in the UK without authorisation or exemption could be a criminal offence. With less than three months to go, Will firms be able to comply with the regulatory rule sets that will apply to firms in the regime? The PRA issued a consultation in December 2018 which proposes to require UK branches in SRO to comply with all of the requirements that any other third country authorised firm is subject to, with some amendments to ensure that the rules are effective and operable. The FCA issued its consultation on Brexit and contractual continuity on the 8th of January 2019. The FCA also proposed, at least in the short term, to apply the same approach to SRO firms that they propose for TPR firms, subject to any necessary modifications. The FCA will require SRO firms to comply, in respect of their UK business, with all FCA rules which applied to them before they entered the SRO, all FCA rules which implement a requirement of an EU directive, and certain additional rules which they believe are necessary for consumer protection or relating to funding requirements and the regulators will have the transitional powers that our colleagues have spoken about in a previous podcast. The PRA has indicated that it is considering using these transitional powers in relation to PRA remuneration rules, where they go beyond minimum CRD4 requirements, and certain reporting obligations where they involve the segregation of branch data and the reporting and review of this data, where this is not already required. The PRA's consultation invites firms to flag other areas which may be challenging to comply with immediately post-Brexit. The FCA has suggested that its approach to applying the handbook to TPR firms, and as such SRO firms, should contain all the flexibility needed and that it doesn't anticipate using its transitional powers in this space. 
the PRA will subject services firms in SRA to a more limited set of rules that could apply to a third country firm without a UK branch. However, the PRA doesn't propose any transitional relief for services firms, other than in relation to senior manager and certification requirements. Such services firms will also see the biggest change in their FCA regulation, since a number of FCA requirements will apply to services firms in the TPR or SRO in the same way, whether they operate in the UK through a branch or cross-border. CRO firms will be exempt persons, which are generally outside the regulator's rules, subject to a few exceptions provided for in the FSCRSI. In conclusion, it's really important for firms to understand the regulatory implications and restrictions of the regime and how and when they might enter the regime. It's also important to note that the regulators can move firms between the SRO and CRO regimes at their discretion. Other than the example of a services firm with significant UK exposure, where the regulators may feel that their statutory objectives would be better served if the firm supervised in the UK, rather than being exempt under the CRO regime, we have no clarity on when and how such discretion will be exercised. For those who would like to read more about the approach to existing financial services contracts, please refer to our Brexit Law website, which has a bulletin on the proposed SRO and CRO regime, including a flowchart to help firms decide which permission or exemption regime may apply to passporting EA firms conducting regulated activities in the UK post-Brexit. The Brexit Law website also contains links to our other TPR podcasts and relevant materials. Thank you.